Good morning, everyone. It is so great to have all of you back in person. Um, we're so glad you're here. So uh, if you have Wi-Fi on your phone that is connected to the church Wi-Fi, would you shut that off? Uh, because um, it interrupts our broadcast a little bit, and we don't want anybody to miss out on the church service uh, that's watching from home. Uh, Wednesday nights, our youth and kids have been back meeting for a couple of weeks now. Uh, the children meet out in the green space, and the youth meet out here in the courtyard. We spread out, do as, as much social distancing as we can, uh, but we're so glad to be back. Uh, United Methodist Women is back tomorrow at noon. They're going to be in the gathering room, and they have some boxed lunches, and they're going to practice social distancing there as well. You don't want to miss it. Um, if you haven't signed up, you can call Shelby Smith or your uh, circle leader for that. Also, don't want you to miss that each Sunday at 10 a.m., we have uh, online Sunday school. One of the classes is led by Ken Casey and George Vardner. I hear they have a blast in that class. Then the other one is Mark uh, Condra and Eric Wright leading a class at 10 a.m. as well. Everybody loves that class too. Pastor Sam right here, he leads a, a Bible study on Wednesday nights online, and it's great, isn't it? Last week, the Grinch interrupted his class. I don't know how that happened. A couple weeks before that, there was snakes and uh, alligator and stuff. You never know what's going to happen. Tuesday nights, our mosaic service meets outside in the courtyard. Um, so there's lots going on to connect with. Uh, and the flowers, I want to let you know the flowers on the altar today are from Harriet Murray and Barbara Condra in honor of their parents. Um, so we want to recognize that as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful to be back in person. Uh, we pray right now that you will calm our hearts and our minds and our anxieties and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you this morning to stand as we sing together hymn 139. Praise the Lord the Almighty. You'll find the words on the screen as we stand together.
Would you remain standing and join us for the affirmation of faith? And also those at home, join us as well. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. And at this time, Miss um, Catherine Barnes is going to be taking our kids, any of our children that need to go to Children's Church. I know you're going to have a great time uh, with Catherine this morning. So if you'll be making your way over there now. Oh, can I just pull my mask down a little bit and tell you, you guys are a sight for sore eyes. It is so good to see you here. And, and it's so wonderful. You look amazing. I can tell who you are even from here up. It's, uh, it's wonderful. And some of you have some fancy-looking masks on there that just, uh, it, it just goes with your outfit and everything. Um, it's been a long time coming, but it's wonderful to see you here. It's wonderful to worship with you. And I want you to know how much I love you and, and how much uh, we have worked as a staff to try to, to do everything we could to keep you safe. I even gave Pastor Andy a squirrel helmet this morning in the early service. Because I want him to be safe when he's walking his dog. And you know the, the plagues of Exodus are happening when squirrel, a squirrel starts falling out of the sky on you. But, uh, but I am so glad to see you. And I'm glad that we're able to do this in such a way that we, that we keep each other safe. I, I love you for, for doing everything we ask you to do. I, I really do appreciate you so much. Um, this would be the time and in a, a normal day and time that we would pass our offering place. We have wonderful ushers and they would be coming by. But of course we're not doing that. Uh, but we do have a way if you want to drop your offering and an offering plate. We have offering plates by the doors. We have a box by the church office that uh, if you want to drop it in that, uh, that wooden box you can do that. Of course you can always give online and you can always give with your app. Thank you for continuing to support your church because the ministries of this church depend on your support, and, and uh, we, we appreciate it, and God appreciates it too. So uh, thank you so much for that. Um, I want you to remember um, a special prayer request. I know we all have requests that are near and dear to our hearts. If you will let us know, uh, either, either jot it down, put it in the offering plate, send it to the church email. Uh, if you'll write it down in some kind of way, we'll remember to put it on our prayer list. But please remember uh, Reverend Kyle Bryan's family. Uh, Kyle is an associate pastor at Anniston First United Methodist Church. And a few days ago, his family was in a terrible car wreck, and they lost their, their sweet, precious little daughter. And it, it just it breaks my heart so much for this young family. So remember uh, the Bryan family. Um, remember, of course, um, all of those who are struggling and carrying a burden right now. Uh, our friends in California and Oregon and Washington State, that their, their whole world seems to be going up in flames with the wildfires. Um, I have several friends right now that are struggling with, with COVID and issues around that. So it's, it's a time uh, that we need to lift each other up in prayer. It's also a time to celebrate answers to prayer. You guys are an answer to prayer because I've, I've looked forward to this day for a long time. So thank you for being here, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are so good to us, and great is your faithfulness. We thank you for your 
purpose and your providence and we thank you for the awesome way that you work even when we don't realize it we thank you for how you work all things together for a good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose and God to be able to worship you uh, is is an awesome privilege to be able to gather today is something that maybe we have taken for granted and maybe that's a lesson that we've learned Lord over the last six months is that we shouldn't take anything for granted so we don't and and we count it a privilege and we give thanks to you we give praise to you today uh, thank you for this church family for the ministries that we are involved in and for the way that we touch this community and for the fellowship that we have and just being able to be with one another and worship you together uh, God as we gather today we know that we need your forgiveness we know that we need your healing touch we know God that that we um, we have broken places in our lives we have grief that we carry we just lift especially um, the Brian family right now we pray that you wrap your arms around them even as their community of faith does and we pray Lord that you'd give them strength and that you would give them courage and comfort and that you would give them trust and assurance teach us now Lord to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
Well, okay, do you feel like you've been at church yet? Whether you're here, whether you're watching online with us, uh, it is um, a blessing. And we are connected to you. And I will say that I, I um, I just went on and on about how glad I am to see everybody here. And that's true. But for everybody who is uh, worshiping with us online, uh, I'm just as glad that you're worshiping with us online. And and it just just pleases me to know that wherever you are, uh, all across the country, all across the world, you can be worshiping right here with us at Gaston First United Methodist Church. What a great place to be uh, and what a great... What a great experience that we can have, even when we do uh, worship online. Um, the scripture today is Psalm 37.4. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. This may be a verse that is familiar to you, because I think all of the verses that we use this month, we're talking about pop verses, I think all of them will be familiar to you. Psalm 37.4 from the King James Version. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A couple of weeks ago, I went to see my mom over in Tuscumbia. We had a wonderful visit, and I enjoyed seeing her so much, and it, it got time for me to head back to Gadsden, and I got in the car, and I texted Tammy that I was on the way, and I thought to myself, uh, this is going to work out great. Because I'm going to get home in time to sit in the recliner and put my feet up and watch the news. I know that may not sound real exciting to some people, but it was, you know, that was my plan. And I was glad to have that plan. But, you know, about every time you make a plan and you think things are going to turn out one way, something goes wrong. Uh, Does that ever happen to you? Like the whole year of 2020, we could say uh, we... We made plans, and it didn't turn out that way. And, and looking back on it, I should have known that my plans were not going to work out. I mean, I had clues were all there. The first clue that I should have had and should have recognized was that about the time I started out on my journey home, dark clouds started rolling in and thunder and lightning, and it was raining so hard that my windshield wipers could barely keep up with it. Have you ever had tried to drive and raining that hard? And the second clue that I should have had was just after I went through Moulton, Alabama on Highway 157 in the middle of Nowheresville uh, in Lawrence County, my phone went off. The little weather alert on my phone went off and it said, There is a tornado warning in your area. Take shelter immediately. And I'm like, great. Where am I going to take shelter out in the middle? Am I going to have to get in the ditch in the rain over here? And I I didn't know what I was going to do. So that was clue number two. Clue number three was right after that, my car quit. Q-U-I-T, quit. And I don't mean it started missing a little bit or it... I mean, it, it died. And when I say it, di- it died, I mean, it happened like this. The, the radio went off, and I thought, hmm, that's strange. And then the windshield wiper blades started slowing down, and then I started missing a little bit, and then all of a sudden, everything on my dash just went, you know, and my car quit, and I had to coast off on the shoulder of the road. And thank God that I got off far enough that I was out of the line of traffic. And remember, rain is still pelting, wind is still blowing, tornado sirens are still going, and there I am, stuck on the side of the road. And so I thought, I better call Tammy and tell her what's up. Of course I couldn't get her. Uh, So I thought, second thought was, this car ain't going anywhere. I'm not a mechanic at all, y'all. I am not a mechanic at all, but this car ain't going anywhere. So I called the roadside assistance thing for my insurance. And, of course, I got the recording. uh, Para Espanol, Primo Ocho, you know. And and I'm thinking, really? I'm talking to a recording? And and it took me forever to get a real person. And they said, yes, sir, we can send a wrecker to tell you. I told them where I was. Uh, yes, sir, we can send a wrecker, and it looks like we can tow you to Selma, Alabama. 
Y'all, I don't know where this person was sitting that was on the other end of this line, but they obviously were not from Alabama. And I said, ma'am, you don't understand. Selma, Alabama is so far away from where I need to go. Well, where would you, where's the nearest place that we could tow you? to?" I said, well, I'm just about five miles outside of Moulton. You could tow me to Moulton to a car repair place there. Okay, we'll send a tow truck to call you to Moulton, uh, haul you to Moulton, Alabama. About an hour and a half later, sure enough, I did get a, a tow truck. Pulled me to a repair shop in Moulton, Alabama. Tammy's already on her way. I did get in touch with her. The car repair place was closed because it was Friday night. Of course it was closed. So by this time, the, the tornado had already gone through and it quit raining and there was a rainbow. And I thought, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of nice. But I'm standing in downtown Moulton and uh, looking at this and there's nothing going on and I'm waiting for my ride. Well, I'm telling you all this. To, oh, by the way, what was wrong with my car? Some of y'all that are mechanically inclined, it was the alternator. You know, and, and when your alternator goes, everything goes. And the mechanic put a new alternator on there and never, I was good to go. But I want you to use, me, uh, use your imagination with me this morning. What if I had gone to pick up my car and I'd gone in there and the mechanic had come out with an alternator in his hands and he had handed it to me and he said, Mr. Hayes, here is your car. That'll be $300. Well, that's fairly close to what he actually said, but, um, but he just handed me the alternator. Here's your car. I would have said, well, no, sir. That's an alternator and it's a very important part of my car. It may be a very fine alternator, but it's not my car. And I know that sounds silly, and I know that it's a long way of saying what I'm trying to say, but really, that's kind of how we do when we take a verse and we pop it out of the Scripture, we pop it out of context. It's sort of like taking an alternator and thinking I've got the whole car. It just doesn't work like that. And that's the danger of, of what we call pop verses. And these are verses that have become so popularized that, that you see them, that people, I don't know, they, they cross-stitch them on little things and they turn out like Pastor Andy's verse last week, Philippians 4.13. Love that verse. It, it, Tim Tebow used to wear it on the little eye blacks uh, under his eyes when he played football and things like that. But when you pop it out of context, it's... Not about scoring touchdowns at all, is it? It's, it's about what Paul was going through. It's about what the Philippian church was going through. It's about what we're going through. It's so much more deep and rich and powerful than scoring a touchdown. Our verse today is Psalm 37, 4. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. When I was a senior in high school and first starting to college, I had a group of people that I ran around with, and I'm still friends with a bunch of them today. Um, but one day, a bunch of uh, this group that we ran around with, we all went out to eat together, and one of my friends um, pulled out her checkbook. Back then, you wrote a check for everything. When I, when I was in college, I'd write a check for $1.75. I don't know, that's, that may seem foreign to you, but we didn't have debit cards or anything. I didn't have much money, but I mean, I would, we wrote a check for everything. So um, my friend, she, I didn't go to church with her. She went to a church that was, um, was a non-denominational charismatic church. And I don't say that in any way to be derogatory because I'm, I'm just a little bit charismatic myself. But this was back in the day when some of those churches were all about prosperity gospel. And y'all know what I'm talking about when I say prosperity gospel. It's like you, you give to the, to the church and then you'll be driving a Rolls Royce. You know, your, your Ford Pinto is going to turn into a Rolls Royce. That kind of thing. And that's the kind of church that she went to was the prosperity gospel kind of thing. So she pulls her checkbook out of her purse. I can still see that checkbook cover in my mind. It was it was. Fancy, it was navy blue velvet checkbook cover. It had gold lettering on the front of it. And guess what the gold lettering on the front of her checkbook cover was? 
Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thine heart. And I said, elbowed her, I said, what's up with your checkbook cover? And she said, duh, it's Psalm 37, 4. And I said, okay. I said, well, why is it on your checkbook cover? And she just kind of sighed like, you dumb old Methodist, don't you know anything? And she said, it means that the more I give to brother so-and-so's ministry, the more God is going to give me the desires of my heart, and I'm believing God for a new car right now. And I thought, okay, I'm not sure it works like that. I mean, do you think it works like that? Do you think that's what Psalm 34 means? It's kind of like that Psalm 37 4 is kind of like Aladdin's lamp, that if you just if you rub it enough, then God thinks you're delighted in him, and then you get up to three wishes. Do y'all uh, think that's how it works? I don't think that's how it works. But that's how, that's how we do when we turn verses into pop verses. The danger is we read into the verse what we want for it to say instead of reading what it actually says. And we do that because, I mean, let's be honest, part of us really would like for that verse to say, just give me my three wishes, God, because I got things I want. You got things you want. We have desires, and we want God to give us our desires. And sometimes we put our desires first, don't we? We chase after those things. We chase even after those people that we think are our heart's desires. We put our desires first, and then we want God to be okay with it. We might as well be truthful. We're in church. We put our desires first, and then we want God to be okay with it. But that's not the way it works. So let's see what Psalm 37.4 really says, number one. And then let's put it in context with the whole psalm, Psalm 37, and see what the real message, what the meat of that psalm is. Psalm 37.4 First, you need to know that in Psalm 37, 4, delight comes before desire and not the other way around. It, it's not like we say to God, okay, God, give me what I desire and then I'll sure be delighted because that's really the way we feel sometimes. But that, notice, delight comes first and then the desire. Get your delight right. And then the desire will take care of itself. I've been trying to lose some weight. Uh, and in order to do that, I've been cutting down on my sweets. Because I don't know what happened. But when we, we all got locked down into quarantine, it's like my sweet tooth took over my body. And I would go to the cabinet and I would say, okay, what? well, that doesn't look too old. I'll just eat all of that. You know, I, I, it, it's just like I was afraid somehow that I was going to be found in a weakened condition laying in my house. And, oh, poor thing, he didn't eat enough Oreos. He, you know, he's not going to make it. He's in, in quarantine. But I just ate everything in sight, and I thought, I've got to get this under control. And so I'm trying to lose some weight, trying to get that, that desire, right, that desire under control. It's okay at times, you know, but when I'm trying to bring my weight down, and I'm trying to bring, my, honestly, my blood sugar down. I can't let that desire be the engine that pulls the train. You see what I mean? I can't put my desire first. And I sure don't need to try to make it so that God is okay with it just because that's what I want. Uh, it would be like, uh, let's, let's just say, for instance, that I really want some Krispy Kreme donuts which I'm just telling you truthfully, I really would like to have a box of Krispy Kreme right here in front of y'all. I would just eat it just right here, right now, which is fine. But let's just say I just made a deal with God, and I said, all right, Lord, I really want Krispy Kreme. Uh, and if you want me to have Krispy Kreme donuts, God, just let the hot now sign be on when I drive by. Now, some of y'all look at me like you might have said that prayer before. 
just let the hot now sign be on when I drive by. And the seventh time that I drive by that day, it's on. It's a sign from God. He wants me to have the desire of my heart. Um, I know that's kind of silly. But what does Psalm 37.4 really say about delighting and about desire? It says, delight comes before desire. Delight yourself in the Lord first. So what does that mean? Here's what I think it means. I think it means we put God first. I think it means we put God's will first. And, and if we say, God, whatever you want for me is what I want for me. Whatever your delight is for me is what I want to delight in. And if, if I don't already delight, at least I want to want what you want for me. You see what I'm saying? I, at least I want to want what you want for me, Lord. I'm putting my delight right. And when my delight is right, my desires will take care of themselves. Because you see, my main desire will be to please him. Jesus said it like this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Remember that verse? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I'll give you an example of how getting your delight in order works in the Old Testament. You remember Solomon in the Old Testament, King Solomon? God was delighted in King Solomon. He really wanted Solomon to be king. And in 1 Kings chapter 3, we see that um, God is so delighted with Solomon. He goes to Solomon and says, Solomon, anything you want, just ask me anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And I keep thinking about how I might have been like, all right, God, let me get my list, because we'll, we'll go alphabetically if you want to. I've got my, my list. I would be like a kid on Christmas Eve. But Solomon didn't do that. As a matter of fact, here's what he said, 1 Kings 3, 9. Here's what he asked for God. God said, I'll give you anything you want. Give, thy, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who's able to judge so great a people? And I think this is one of the reasons that God delighted so much in Solomon being king because Solomon was humble enough to say, God, this is a huge job. I can't do it. I can't be king. So what I really need more than anything else is wisdom. And God loved his answer so much. You remember what God said? He said, Solomon, since you asked for wisdom and not for riches and honor, I'm going to give you wisdom, and I'm also going to give you riches and honor. And God did just that. So Psalm 37.4, when we delight ourselves in God, when we delight ourselves in God, when we spend enough time with God to know what God wants for us, to know what delights God, and we put that first, then we'll always get God's best. Because here, I want you to know this lesson and know it well. God doesn't want just what's good for us. God wants what's best for us. Does that make sense? And what's best for us, I don't know. It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like. So... Psalm 37, 4, in the context of the whole psalm. And by the way, this is how you should read all scripture. See what it actually says and then see what it says in context. Psalm 37 is a wisdom psalm. It's a psalm that is, uh, that is in the form where an elder teacher would teach a younger student, here's what you need to know, here is wisdom. I'm passing this on down to you. If you do this, then this happens and it's almost like proverbs and it's, it's it's beautiful and the message is so profound and there's a lot more in there besides just delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart there's i found and go back and read this for yourself sometime when you have time to just sit there and 
go all the way through Psalm 37, I found 10 different commandments. Not just delight yourself in the Lord, but 10 different things that Psalm 37 says. Um, the first one is in verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. And it tells us trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit your way to the Lord, rest in the Lord, fret not. There's that one again. Cease from anger. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Depart from evil. Wait on the Lord. Keep his way. All of these things. Out of all of these Ten Commandments, three of them start with the words, fret not. Fret not. So if I was going to give Psalm 37 a theme, it wouldn't have anything to do with us getting the stuff that we want. It would be, don't fret so much. Because the psalmist was addressing a problem that is as old as time. You know what problem that is? It's not the amount of stuff you have. The problem is, why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? Why is it that this, this scoundrel of a person seems to be doing great and this saint of a person seems to have everything going wrong in their life? Why is that? So, the psalmist says, don't, don't fret. The word fret is a really interesting word. It actually means to burn. You know what I mean when I say get hot under the collar? To just, like, get really angry and burn in your anger? I think Psalm 37 is more relevant today than maybe it was at the time it was written. Because I don't know about you. But I see a lot of angry people this day. I see a lot of people who are hot under the collar. Do y'all? Do y'all? I see a lot of people who are fretting. Who are fretting. Who are failing to trust God. That God will take care of us in the long run. Even if something doesn't look right now. So I think Psalm 37 is as powerful and as relevant today as it was when David wrote it. Back to Psalm 37.4. And it really is important to know that if we place our delight in the Lord first, then God's best will be what we get. So if you just remember one thing, remember that. If we put our delight in Him first, his best is what we'll get, even if it doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. One of the best movies I think ever made was made back in 1981. Uh, it, it was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It won four of them, and it's the movie Chariots of Fire. Have any of y'all ever read that? Have any of you ever played Chariots of Fire theme? Uh, it's beautiful music. I love it. But it's a true story of Eric Liddell, who was a Scottish athlete in the 1924 Olympics in Paris. And he was one of the fastest runners around. His event was not a marathon or anything like that. It was the 100-meter sprint. And everybody knew that Eric Liddell was going to win the gold medal. And everybody else was going to just fight over the silver and the bronze. But he was going to win that gold medal because that was his. It was his, no doubt about it. But if you remember the movie or if you've never seen the movie, uh, Eric Liddell was a man of strong faith, strong Christian faith. And he put God first. He always said, no matter how many medals and things he won, he always said, I'm running for the glory of God. I'm not running for my glory. I'm running for the glory of God. So the Olympics come around. It's in Paris, 1924. And the event that he is scheduled to run, the 100-meter dash, is scheduled to happen on Sunday. And because of his principles, he tells the Olympic Committee, I'm not going to run this race. It's on Sunday. And they said, what do you mean you're not going to run this race? Don't you know that you're the favorite to win the gold medal? I know all that. I'm not going to run it. It's, it goes against my principles and my religion. So I live by my principles. And I run for the glory of God. I'm not going to do this. And so, and then I don't know if this has ever happened before. I don't know if it's ever happened after. But somehow, 
he negotiated with the Olympic Committee people and he said, I'll run in another event. And they said, okay, well, we will let you run a few days later in the 400 meter race, which he had not trained for. His event was the 100 meter. We'll let you run in the 400 meter race. And of course, there was a lot of press. Of course, there was a lot of buzz in the crowds and everybody was wondering what's going to happen. Uh, oh, now the, the gold medal is, is up for grabs now. And so the day came and the runners lined up. They gave him the outside lane. They gave Eric Liddell the, the outside lane, which I'm not a runner, but I understand it's not the one that you want to get. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen. The starter gun gets fired. The runners take off. And it's like Eric Liddell has wings on his shoes. He runs off and leaves everybody behind. Nobody, nobody can catch him. Not only does he win the race and not only does he win the gold medal, he breaks the world record in an event that he hadn't trained for. And the crowd went wild. So I want you to listen to this popular verse one more time. And I want you to listen to it maybe, maybe like you've never heard it before. And listen to it in the context, considering the rest of the message. Listen to it one more time. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Let's pray. God, we know that sometimes it's our desires that pull us along. Sometimes in the form of temptation to do what we know we shouldn't do. And sometimes, God, we know that we make plans and we put our plans first and then we want you just to rubber stamp them. We want you to just be okay with whatever we want. But God, instead of that, we want to want what you want for us. We want to put your will first, delight in you. And God, help us not to fret so much. Help us not to fret so much when things go well for someone, someone we don't like or when things go poorly for someone we do. Help us to keep the big picture in mind, which is that you will take care of everything and that you win in the end. We ask all this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Our closing hymn today is number 507. Number 507, Through It All. And we'll sing this through twice if you'll stand with me. Number 507. Just a quick reminder before the benediction, um, the, the ushers will kind of instruct you how to, to leave. We'll do like after a wedding, we'll kind of go by rows so that we don't have a bottleneck.
Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for worshiping with us online. Now receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you.